tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time and all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death out out brief candle life's but a walking shadow a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more it is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing ah uh, thou comest to use thy tongue thy story quickly so now i will continue my tale of my gen con adventures so yesterday i left off with me and zippy being escorted slash introduced to the entire convention area by Bull the Orc Decker on our way to the big Shadowrun meet and greet. Okay, so now we are at the incredibly awesome Shadowrun meet and greet. And as I said yesterday, there were a lot of people here. I'm like stunned by the number of attendees to this thing. And people that attended this meet and greet weren't just fans like me. I mean, we're all fans, but I'm just a person that loves Shadowrun a whole hell of a lot. These are people that actually create content for Shadowrun, whether they do actual plays or whether they do um, like their own fan-generated stuff like Shadowrun history podcasts. There were Shadowrun authors. I mean, they write the novels for this shit and artists and people that create missions and write stuff for the core rule books. I mean, these are people that are steps above my contributions to to the Shadowrun universe. And I was really, really happy that they didn't freak out that I went a little fangirl like, oh my gosh, ah, you know, it was it was really, really cool. And they were actually really happy that I really enjoy their shit. So bonus on my end there, I guess. And now they know exactly what the hell they look like. And I think it was kind of funny because they know I'm short, but I don't think they realized how short I was, you know, until they actually met me. And they're like, wow, OK, <laughs> OK. But uh, going back to, well, yesterday's podcast, remember how I said, oh, yeah, I left Gen Con with a lot of mental baggage I wasn't expecting? Well, the first piece hit here. And it's not bad. And it's not horrible. But it really was something I didn't expect. So before I go into the situation and the event, let me explain a little something here, okay? This podcast, the one that I'm recording right now, I didn't start because of a huge, crazy need that needed to be filled or something like that, okay? I am very well aware that I don't have a crazy amount of shit to offer, okay? I know that. I did this podcast kind of as an audio diary and to record my thoughts and experiences on life, on gaming, on things that I love and things that I like and things that interest me or piss me off. So I'd have proof that I felt them and so I wouldn't forget them. And if the bonus thing happened where I helped somebody, even better, you know? I am very, very well aware of my place in this world and my effect there on it. Or at least I kind of thought so until the Shadowrun meet and greet. To be honest, I never thought that anybody outside of the dog days of podcasting group and maybe a couple of stragglers here and there listened. And I was wrong. So here's what happened. I am chatting with everybody and anybody and all these awesome people at the Shadowrun meet and greet. I ended up chatting with this adorable, 
Well, she's maybe an inch or two taller than me, but she's still short. A uh, chick named Tonic, and that's how I know her, and that's what I'm going to call her because, well, she's Tonic, and I like that. So I'm chatting with her and her sweetie, and they bring up my podcast. And I didn't realize at first that they were talking about my Five Degrees Off Normal podcast. I thought they might have been talking about Hidden Grid or Seize the GM. Because those are more creative, those have more story content or helpful content. It's not some brain-damaged chick rambling on the internet, you know? Come to find out, they have gone back and listened to my podcast from the beginning. They have heard every episode that I put up. And I was a little taken taken aback with that, I guess. Not angry, not stunned, but it's the, I'm surprised somebody took the time, you know, to listen to my podcast after it's already been out there for a year and gone through all of my prior episodes. And for the life of me, I couldn't mentally accept the fact that they did that. And I don't know what to think on that. I actually said, why? With a little bit of kind of, you know, that self-deprecating laughter we all use to sometimes protect ourselves. And she said it meant something to her. That what I'm doing right now, this stupid little podcast in this crazy little corner of the internet, helps. It's something I never expected in my life. And she said that she felt that Someone else understood some of the shit that she goes through, too. You know, with pain, with frustration, with disabilities and what have you. So there I am chatting with this awesome couple about my podcast. And it's something I never actually had any experience doing. Being a participant in a larger podcast, you know, like on Hidden Grid or on Seize the GM, that's fine because I'm representing a collaborative effort we're all doing together. But I'm talking about me. And at least to me, I don't think I'm that interesting. Or, well, all right, this is going to sound kind of emo, but it's kind of how I feel. I don't really feel I'm worth that attention. I know, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? It sounds horrible. But in truth, I really don't. It's something I really need to think about and process and kind of mentally chew on. And when I start to do that, that wonderful thing of introspection decides to happen. And, well, <laughs> let's just put it this way. My brain's a jerk and is kind of insulting, to be honest. And the thing is, I don't think she's wrong. I don't think Tonic, you know, is incorrect in her assessment about me and my podcast. That's her. And what it gives her is something, holy cow. I mean, I am honored that my podcast helps. But it's something, you know, that that happens to, you know, really cool and awesome people that have good content and a good story and, you know, are genuinely great people, you know. I'm just me. I'm just I'm just some random dork on the internet with a microphone. So again, this podcast has another unexpected side effect. It's making me think and grow as a person and think and grow in my I don't know, maybe how my podcast fits into the big scheme of things somewhat. My original perception was wrong, it seems. So now I have to kind of look at me and myself and this podcast and figure out what it really is. So, okay, that's the end of that story. 
on with more Gen Con stuff. And again, I will talk until I hit another another edition of baggage, I guess. So, okay, I had that wonderful discussion with Tonic and her sweetie and was blown away. And it kind of sent me mentally reeling. And I'm fine with that, I guess. So, all right. The meet and greet continues and... I get to see friends I haven't seen in a year, friends I haven't been able to talk to in, you know, almost just as long because of distance and life and family. So I got to see Eric Demage, who I love to death. He is, my gosh, if you want to know a Shadowrun cheerleader, he's the Shadowrun cheerleader. He makes sure everything awesome about Shadowrun is you know, put on a pedestal with lights all around it. And he's like the barker going, hey, everybody, look at this shit. It's awesome. And I got to give Opti a hug since he couldn't make Origins. And I love that guy. He's a wonderful friend. And I got to see uh, Mr. Johnson, who is also the composer for my intro music. And as I always love to say, Prism Shard is a wonderful wonderful auditory experience. You know, it's the best eargasm you're ever going to get. I mean it. I ain't kidding. So, <laughs> and I got to, you know, I got to hang out with Bull, and I got to hang out with a whole bunch of all these awesome people that I do the, uh, the Earth Dawn uh, actual play podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing, but that's okay. They don't mind it. I even got to meet the line developer for Earth Dawn, and it's cool. He's part of the group that I get to play in, and oh my god, he is awesome, and he's funny. And I got to meet one of my favorite Shadowrun authors face-to-face finally. Uh, his name is Rusty, Rusty Zimmerman, and he writes amazing Shadowrun fiction, and it's brilliant. Come to find out, though, dude is not trained as an author. The guy is a history professor. Can you beat that? Oh, my God, history. And him and me were kvetching about the same thing that history is a, as it's taught when we're younger is fucking bullshit. You know, it's important to know the dates so you know when things happen. But if you can't memorize it, but you get the chronology correct, an approximate timeline, okay, cool. You know, we can always look up the exact date, but... History is the collective story of our past, you know, and he kind of has that same idea. So he knows the the frustration of history being, you know, fucked up when it's taught when we're younger. So it was a wonderful discussion about that. And, you know, just chit chatting around and it was delightful and wonderful. And here's the even more awesome thing is after the meet and greet. Uh, Zippy went to bed earlier because his feet and he did a lot of the driving and he was tired. So I was just chillaxing with Rusty and a couple of other people. And since, you know, I'm a noob completely to Gen Con, you know, he said, you know what, I'm going to give you like my first first time at Gen Con advice and showed me where the food trucks were and, you know, high five the security people and other stories. And he was telling stories of him and Opti and, and Oasis and everyone's drive up. And it was funny. And oh, my God, it, I could not have a more delightful evening. And it sucked because I had to stop because I had to go to bed so we could get up the next day. Wow, man, you know. So after all that, I finally walked my happy little ass back to the hotel room. And of course, I can't sleep because I'm excited and nervous and yada, 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 as of course it goes. So 
get up decently early the next morning and go for breakfast at Steak and Shake, which I have never been to before. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, I feel very sorry because it was very crowded and, oh, those poor servers. (laughs) Oh, well. So after breakfast, Zippy and I head to our first class together, which is a resin mold casting thing. It was actually a lot of fun, enjoyed myself, and about halfway through the class, I get a message from my buddy Raven. Raven is awesome, aka Grandma Pokemon, and she's always going to be Grandma Pokemon now because, damn it, that's a cool name. She messages us saying that they're there, they're getting all their stuff from Will Call, and her sweetie is heading over to a chainmail. No, actually, no, it wasn't chainmail. It was a top hat uh, making thing, which was really neat. I'm like, oh my gosh, leather work top hat. Okay, that's awesome as heck. So, but uh, Raven was there. So we all uh, met up after the class and caught up. I haven't seen Raven in almost 10 years, give or take. I missed her so much. We've known her, oh my gosh, for almost 10, no, almost 20 years now. So it was really great to catch up and chit-chat video games and Pokemon and all the fun stuff and all the crazy crap she's doing in the dealer's room because all the dealers are incredible. So we catch up and Zippy decides to head back to the hotel to pack everything up and Raven and I are going to meander the dealer's hall and have some fun. And after everything's done, we'll all go to the hotel and check in. All right, so now it's around 5 in the afternoon, and we meander to the hotel, and I have no idea what kind of awesome magic that Candy has. Uh, Candy is Raven's sweetie, and she is adorable and beautiful, and damn, I want to be that cool, but I got a lot of work to do to get there. So I don't know exactly what she did and what are the kind of cool magic she has at her back, but the hotel room... Oh my god, guys, the hotel room. We were originally slated to have two queen-size beds, and because the hotel kind of mucked something up, we ended up with a much, much nicer hotel room. It's one of the ones where you open the door and there's this common area, and then there's one bedroom on the left and one bedroom on the right, so we actually got to have our own private king-size bedroom for our stay, which was really surprising, but damn, that was awesome. So we all get our stuff kind of dropped in the hotel room. We sit and chat for a while. And now it's time for dinner. Unfortunately, Raven and Candy have to go to a much later class. So we couldn't bring them along to dinner with us. But that dinner was the They Might Be Shadowrunners. <laughs> I love you, Bull. That is the coolest line ever. They Might Be Shadowrunners meet up for dinner. And it was at this place called Weber Grill. Yes, like the the grill you would buy in like a Lowe's or a Home Depot. So we go there. All right, I'm making this sound a lot easier than it actually is. We walked there. And in the heat, yeah, it was it was a little bit difficult of a trip. So we get there drenched in sweat. I was very thankful. I thought to put on deodorant before we left. Thank you, brain. You actually did something good for once. So we get there. We're hot. We're sweaty. But luckily... There's two seats at the end of the table, so Zippy and I sit down. I'm sitting next to Eric DeMage, so of course life is super awesome. 
and Vox from the Arcology podcast is one ahead and one to the left of me, so I can chat with her as well. And Bobby from the Shadowcasters Network is also right there. So, you know, I'm around really, really awesome people. I'm like, dang, yeah. So, you know, we order, I get a drink, and I'm listening to people talk. So finally, I get a little bit of liquid in me, and I decide to look up and down the table, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like all these other awesome people, and it's fun, and it's cool. And then my eyes come across a face, and it takes me a couple seconds to kind of put two and two together. I know this face. I have chatted with this face many, many times over Messenger. And right at that moment, for just a brief second, I'm kind of overwhelmed with a sense of nervousness and gratitude kind of at the same time. And my throat closes up a little bit, and I get, you know that feeling you kind of get in the back of your throat, like when you're trying not to cry? Yeah, I got that. Well, sitting there is Red. Red is the guy who put me in Shadowrun. He is the guy that wrote me into Shadowrun. And in that way, he forever solidified me and Zippy as Shadowrun canon. I have a little bit of my own immortality there, you know? And I mentioned that about him not too long ago. So enter baggage point number two. What do you say to him? What do you say to a guy who has, in a way captured a bit of you for all time because he thought you were worth it. How do you talk to somebody like that? All right, this episode has gone on way, way too long, guys, so I'm going to cut it out here, and I will start tomorrow with the uh, deep dive on baggage number two, I guess. This has been Jules Watts with Five Degrees Off Normal. Take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.